Okay, welcome to Radio Bed's special report from the front lines. We are at Voice of the Voiceless Camp, and I am joined today uh, by Christine Jack, and I'm very, very happy to have her with me. Uh, and I'm going to ask her now to introduce herself uh, and some of the places that she's coming from. Wonderful. Hello out there. My name's Christine Jack, and I'm uh, currently a member at the Bridge River Reserve and unceded Schlatlim territory and I've been uh I've been here for the last 40 years of my life and uh very happy to to join you all and share with you from here on out. Christine uh this is the first time that uh, I visited this encampment uh and um before coming up here I had some knowledge of what was going on uh but it was really coming up here that uh, made me understand what was happening uh and what is going to continue happening if people like you uh, aren't taking a stand on their lands. So maybe we can talk a little bit about uh, the history uh, of not only this encampment, but maybe first of logging in your territory and resource extraction generally, and then lead into why this encampment came about or how it came about. Well, um, first off, Lillooet, the area of Lillooet is is long been known to be, you know, the lead in extraction of resource. It was the gold, the gold rush back in the 1800s that brought brought everyone here. And uh, so there's been a lot of different extractions of resource within our territory over the years. And logging is the main, the main way in. Logging produces the roads that take other people in to be introduced to the land and what it holds. And so that's kind of the long-term story of logging. And so we were talking about yesterday um, sort of how logging has come in waves uh, and the ways that they've done logging sort of previously and the ways that you personally are seeing logging being done to t- today. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, since I've been here in the last 30, 40 years, uh, there's been th- three different uh, industries of logging that has come into the same area. And so this is the third extraction from the area of Junction Creek where we're, we're taking this stand um, within the territory of Schlatlium. The first two managed not to disturb the ancestors and managed to not do such such bad practices as we've seen today by, by this company of uh, Aspen planers that has left waste piles far too high over waterways, um, just impacting Mother Earth in, in all the negative ways. Uh, and the elders have spoke and haven't been listened to. So that's why I'm more, this is where they've put me, to to protect the ancestral village and the rights of our people and the needs of our people. And that includes all the other life that's out there that maybe just because we don't need it doesn't mean that we don't need it. Tell me a little bit more um, about your own sort of personal journey um, this encampment started in March. Uh, what happened in March and then what happened, you know, continuing through that and how have you changed uh, being a part of this encampment as well? Yeah, so about February, in mid-February of 2015, I was, I got a, a message from a young lady in the Yalakan Valley um, that was concerned about the logging in her area and asked if I could help her. So I listened to the conversation, you know, we had a conversation for about three hours and the next morning I chose to go down the hill and talk to one of the elders of the Huaishan band 
Our stand really is about uh, a spiritual stand. Um, he asked me if, you know, yeah, I had spiritual background, spiritual upbringing, spiritual teachings. And I said yes. And he said, well, that's how we're going to go do this. So it took a, it took a couple of weeks, two, three weeks, and everybody got a little antsy. So I just made a call of March 16th, and we went out there, and, and 16 people showed to help put up camp in the beginning. Uh, uh, it's My life has changed weekly for the past seven months, and uh, I've, I've changed considerably as a, as, a, as a member once again in my rightful place, which is in awe of everything that surrounds me every single day out there. By a humbling, humbling experience to know that uh, the four elements are my basic needs in life. And when I can pay attention to the air I'm breathing and the water that I'm drinking and, and, and you know, being very grateful of fire. I'll tell you that for sure. Very grateful for the fire spirit in, in camp, unlike I've ever felt that in my life before. So many changes in many levels for myself. I just love it, though. I love, I love what I'm doing uh, as, as the ups go you know the downs. The downs come too, and I'm I'm doing all right. And you've you've been out there for a good eight months almost now, right? And yeah, you haven't spent more than a week away. Yeah, I I've never really thought too much about how much time I've had away because the longer I spent out there, the more I found I didn't like coming down to town anymore. Or you know, you just go through so many transformations of understanding your relationships that you've had in the past in being this character that played this piece in society and when you just don't do it they go on you just get <laughs> placed replaced with somebody else and it's just kind of it's really interesting and so i just made a, a tough choice for myself i think i'm okay with it I like myself more than I've ever liked myself. I feel healthier than I've ever felt in my life. That certainly is completely backwards than what I was expecting. I was expecting to have this hardship physically and emotionally, and I'm not. I'm stronger in all aspects of my own self. You know, the alterations of not having my my friends or my community members surrounding me all the time are... You know, they'll get there in due time. Somebody's got to lead the way, and, and that's apparently where I've been put. I, I really must enjoy my journey. No, I don't I don't want it to be a struggle. I want it to be, uh, I want help. I, I, would, I don't want to do this, this part alone, this part of my life. I want to build a village, which means people, which means understanding, which means uh, a lot of focus and a lot of attention and a lot of willingness to be the change and relentlessness. So on I go. You know, we talk about different uh, objectives of this kind of an encampment. You talk about the cut block, we talk about logging generally, and then you've talked about what it means to go back to the land. So what does that mean? And what's that, what's that value and importance there? Oh, 
Well, um, over the past seven months, it's just seeped in the honor that it is to be one of many of uh, in front in a way to lead our people back to a living on the land and in the land and for the land. Uh, it's a huge honor. Uh, I think of my ancestors all the time out there how they would uh, perceive what it is that I'm doing. And for the most part, you know, it all looks uphill. At the end of every day when I put my head down in the pillow out in the fresh air next to Mother Earth, I know, I know they have a greater understanding and I draw strength from the standard people have already taken in the past. And through the honoring comes the healing because you can't feel honor if you're, not being truthful you know that's the part in the stand is about accountability and, and consequence i mean that's a part of the cut block stand it's about understanding uh being good people coming to a good agreement an honest one a trustworthy one not something slippery sly and you're going to say something and go do something else you know, this is bringing humanity really back to the ground we're all women and men and you know, we just got to start. Maybe we have to start over. Um, I am. I'm going to start a, a village of people that have that willingness and willing to practice it every day. Progress that the camp has made in the last eight months uh, seems really great. Seems like, you know, whether or not we talk about it uphill, uh, seems like things are moving quite quickly. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about the changes just physically uh, in the encampment and also some of those ups and downs that come uh, with building and, and people around and not around. And, you know, you are there sometimes by yourself. And what does all of that feel like? Yeah, the changes of camp have been incredible. Uh, we started out uh, on day one. We erected a teepee and put some benches up. And we had very little of anything around. And today, uh, there's a cob oven outside. There's an underground fridge. There's a, a root cellar, you know. Uh, there's just uh, a bridges and, and little meditation centers and sweat lodges. It's just great. It's forever changing its form because I... It, you know, I don't want people to be misinformed in any manner that this is my way of doing everything. And the people that come down that road to help support the idea of healing Mother Earth and supporting people coming home are the ones that make that camp what it is. They, they're incredible people. You know, they come with this energy and they're like, yes, and I'm going to put this up and I'm going to build that and and I just stand there good. yep, this is the practice of being the best that you can be. Just let it all happen. It's okay. And it's okay that you don't know. I don't know either. I don't know what I'm doing there. I'm building a cabin all of a sudden. Okay, I guess I'm going to build a cabin. You know, I've never built a cabin in my life. I'm going to do it. You know, part of it is because there's, you know, sometimes there is nobody showing up. The creator for me says, then do something, Chris. Don't sit there. So I get up and I run the power saw and I, I read the book and, and I practice. And somebody comes along and says, oh, I'm going to do that with you. And, 
you know, now it's great. My cabin's coming together with people. All of us don't have degrees. We've never done it, but we're going to, we're going to be the change and we're going to make it happen. It's beautiful. So just in closing then, tell me more or talk to me a little bit more about uh, healing. So you talk about healing the land and then we also talked about how that means healing the people too. Right. Healing the people is, is an interesting part of, of what's happening at camp because camp is about practicing that better part of yourself. By doing that, it's, it's about practicing honesty. People, I, we just build an instant trust. It's just a purpose of mine. And I'm there to listen and I'm there to help in any way I can. And a lot of times it's through sharing and exposing my own self and that it makes others comfortable enough to share where they're really at, what it really hurts. Just that alone, in the environment alone, there's healing that happens. People start to relax. People go, oh, I, I don't have to be a somebody. I don't have to be this character. And they start to realize that, you know, living in a system like most people are, that's what you are. You're a character. You become this image, this consistent pattern. And when they come out there and I go, it doesn't matter here. You know, that doesn't matter here. We don't have mirrors. We don't know what time it is. We, you know, we're just living. People offer themselves a little bit. And I think that's what brings them back because that part is real. It really happens. Well, it all sounds very exciting. And I'm really happy uh, to have had also the opportunity to visit uh, and speak with you and see the encampment uh, and be the small part of it. Um, is there anything else uh, for the listeners here that you want to share uh, about yourself, about the encampment, about the stance that you're taking as well? Well, if anything, I would like to say Kukstam and Shnuk Shnukwa. Thank you, my friends, for being right where you are, being who you are. Don't give up. Don't give up in your dream of doing the better thing, the right thing in life. I believe I can do it, and I am, and I believe in you too. I hope to see you out there in camp. Come by and see me, and we'll have an experience, and we'll be a doers. We'll be doers of today. That I look forward to. So believe we can change it. The truth is always going to win. I want to be a part. I want to be a winner, and I want you there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Christine. That was really uh, a wonderful conversation. Uh, and um, we'll be sure to uh, be encouraging people to come out uh, and leaving any contact information underneath uh, this uh, interview when we put it out there as well. Great. Thank you.